Welcome back to the Soul Litification Podcast. I'm your host, Mary. And if you've been listening for a while now, you know that recently this year, I've brought on my astrologer and intuitive guide and friend, Brian, to talk about the planetary transits each month, as well as the outside energetic influences that can impact our communication, career, romance, and everything in between. And so, Brian, if you need my insight or response to anything, let me know. But I mean, from now on till this episode is over, the floor is yours. All right, my love. Thank you so much. Um, Again, grateful to be here. Thank you again. And trust me, there will be some questions that we'll be asking. So stay tuned. But everyone, welcome to this major, major, like, transformational, almost like, how can I say it? Like a key, what's that um, similar, um, synonym with the Phoenix? But just very, very like things are about to shift immensely right now. So, but before we talk on the major shifts, I just want to quickly go over, definitely there are some ingresses. And if you guys don't know, ingresses are basically when planets transit into different signs. So I'm just going to go over some mini ingresses. So like the smaller planets, and then we're going to get onto the major juice of this smoothie. I don't know what I just said, but let's go with it. Let's first start off with March 3rd. We will be having Mercury transiting into Pisces. Piscean energy is connected to the ethereal. It's connected to their dreams, connected to their imagination. So around this time, you could be you know, receiving insights as to what is it you want to pursue next. You know, Maybe you're getting a little bit more creative, being that You know, Mercury rules the mind, it rules the way you think, the way you communicate as well. So something to also note about this with Mercury and Pisces is my advice is do this is not the time to overthink. When Mercury is in Pisces, it loves to be in the the what ifs, in the what shoulds, in the what coulds. And don't get me wrong, that's beautiful. But if it's not channeled correctly, it can lead to overthinking. It could lead to overly obsessing over a certain you know, situations that could have occurred or just being too much in the future and having high expectations on yourself. So make sure that when Mercury goes into Pisces, you're discerning what is it that you're holding expectations on yourself? What is it that you're adding too much energy to that doesn't need to be added to? And then also discern it between, you know, what are your dreams? What are your hopes? What what, what is it that you do want to initially ground into reality that you're receiving consistent downloads from? Okay. Uh, so now let's move into Saturn is going to be transiting Pisces. And this will be, I'm just going to go based off everyone in the States. This will be transiting on the 7th of March. So 8th for us in Australia. Saturn has been in Aquarius for the past two and a half years. Okay. Saturn is the planet of karma, the planet of time. It's restricting you. It's teaching you responsibility, ownership, accountability, and it's very slow moving, okay? Being that it's been an Aquarius, a common central theme for the collective, it's different for everyone because everyone has uh, Pisces in a different house and Aquarius in a different house, depending on your rising sign. But as an overall general theme, as Saturn transited Aquarius, that is actually when COVID happened. When COVID happened within that same week is when the world shut down, okay? Aquarius is the sign of revolution, the future, 
hopes and wishes, humanitarianism, the global collective. So how interesting that Saturn, the planet that restricts, goes into the sign of Aquarius. And as a collective, we are completely restricted from community because Aquarius also represents community. We don't really necessarily know how to think about the future. What's going to happen? How are we going to go about addressing these situations? Hopes and wishes. It also rules hopes and wishes. What is it that we want now from the future? Like, are things going to change? I don't really know. I'm confused. And so as a collective, we were initially restricted from being even amongst each other physically. Isn't that insane? Blows my mind that within the same week, that is exactly when we all went into lockdown. So now... As Saturn is about to transit into Pisces, things are going to shift. And I just want to preface this with February, okay? February has been probably pretty intense for some or maybe even all of you listening to this right now. Because when there is major ingresses such as Saturn or soon what we're about to talk about, Pluto, you can already start feeling the energies a month prior, okay? And to me, the way spirit has shown me is that the reason we get a taste of why we're feeling what we're feeling in this month, why we're going through maybe the same patterns, the same situations that we thought we overcame, but for some reason they're being reflected back to us again, is because right now is kind of that moment of accountability, okay? So that the universe is saying, okay, we're bringing a minor taste of what's to come. How are you going to tackle this? How is your mindset going to be towards the situation? Are you going to see it as something that, you know, is like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm going through this again. Like, let's say, for example, if it's toxic people coming back into your life. And I'm speaking from experience, because let me tell you, <laughs> I'm going through some stuff. Actually, you know what? I'll talk about my personal experience. So for me, I have had to definitely go through. Um, I tend to overthink a lot when it comes to my health. I'm not much of an anxious individual, but if there is one thing that definitely gets me anxious is my health. So if I notice that something is like off, if I notice that I get a minor, like a rash or I feel off, I get so anxious about that stuff to the point where I'm like, I I guess you can say hypochondriac. I'm like thinking like, oh my God, what if I have cancer? What if I'm dying? What if I have a disease that's not going to be cured? I get very overly obsessive. So now this month, what did the universe do? The universe said, we're going to give you something just so you can you know, address it mentally differently. So this month, my eyes randomly were bloodshot red. I could not go to sleep because my eyes were tearing overnight. My eyes were hurting almost like if there were pieces of glass in my eyes. And it was very jolting because I've never had anything happen to my eyes before. So now me being conscious of the patterns that I go through, I said, you know what? No. I trust that this is something that this is going to be cured. I'm just going to go to the optometrist and I know that this is going to be resolved. And look, I'm even going to go as far back as to January. Some of you guys have probably been feeling this from January too. And again, this is in regards to my health. In January, I'm going to get very personal, but I don't mind, y'all. This is me. This is me. Okay. So at the end of December, I actually had a mild sexual encounter with an individual and Long story short, I just came out last year. And so I was like, okay, you know what? I want to explore myself, my sexuality, who I am. So, you know, I wanted to try the whole dating online thing and, you know, meeting up with people, et cetera, et cetera, right? Oh my God, I'm getting too deep into this. Okay, so the first time this is, okay, so I'm just going to explain how the universe works with me. The first time that I met up with this individual, 
it was fun. You know, I had fun. I was like, wow, this is something that I wouldn't mind as long as it's with someone I'm comfortable with, someone that, you know, isn't just trying to wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, because I'm not about that life. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to keep trying this. So now this second individual that I met up with, oh my God, let me just tell you guys, I never thought I was so adventurous, but anyways, uh, let's just say it took place in a park. Uh, (laughs) And so from that night on, I went home and I noticed, let's just say the downstairs area was kind of like not feeling right to the point of burning sensation. And of course, what does my mind go to? I was like, oh my God, what if I have an STD? What are these are the first onset symptoms of like HIV? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was freaking out, freaking out. If you tell anyone at my work, I was overly obsessing about the situation to the point where I was sweating and I could not do my work straight. I could not. So I booked an appointment. I got tested. Everything came back negative. So then they said, you need to go to a GP. So I went to a GP. They tested me. And again, they didn't find anything that could be tested for. So as for me, in my mindset, I was like, okay, you know what? Regardless, it's not an STD, right? Get out of your head. Stop. So now I'm still kind of dealing with that sensation down there, but I kind of have an idea what it is. It's just something that involves, let's just say, diet detoxification. So it kind of threw me by a loop, but I'm trying to, again, reshape my mindset. And now I'm kind of like, you know what? I trust that the universe is going to allow me to remove this from my life. And now I'm consciously eating what I have to be eating. I'm eating a lot more veggies. I'm doing like supplements that help my detoxification pathways. So that way, when I do work out, I'm sweating all this stuff that I don't want in my system anymore. Right. So again, not overly obsessing over things and learning these lessons as they come through. I'm dealing with people in my life already right now that are you know, misinterpreting either what I say or my actions. And this has happened in the past to the point where I even used, this is back then when I wasn't consciously aware, I used to be passive aggressive with them. I used to be like, oh my God, like he or she is being so rude or this and this and that. Like, you know what? I'm just going to ignore them. That was me back then. And now I'm like, you know what? They're projecting whatever they've been through. And I have to just not necessarily put up with it. Of course, there is a, a boundary and a line that I am not allowing anyone to cross over. But at the same time, I'm leaning in with more compassion and knowing that these individuals are people that I can have conversations with if it does ever get to that point. Or if it it doesn't even have to get to that point, at any point, I could just have a conversation with them and discuss what's going on, right? That's kind of already the energy, the way it's been playing out for me in my life, even before Saturn has transited into Pisces, okay? So now that Saturn is about to go into Pisces, what's Piscean energy? Piscean energy is, again, as we spoke of earlier, it's the dreams, it's uh, your intuition, it's spirituality, it is going with the ebbs and flows, it's surrendering, it's healing. So now Saturn is going to come in and attempt to restrict that collectively. So Pisces is also in the hidden house. So it's the 12th house. It's hidden enemies as well, actually. So what I've been saying is collectively, we're going to start noticing things come to the light, okay? For those of you who are conspiracy theorists or you're not and you're kind of noticing things are a little bit off lately, yeah, things are going to start coming to the surface, especially with everything that's happening in the States right now and like Canada where like, you know, UFOs are being shot down, da 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 First of all, there's a whole nother narrative about that that we don't need to go into, but be consciously aware of how things are being revealed And at the same time, notice what is it that we're starting to learn about the government? Because 
Saturn is ruled by Capricorn, which is the 10th house, which represents structure. It represents governments. So a lot of disclosure. And this isn't just about like interdimensional beings. This is about anything and everything, like anything about like the Epstein list, all this stuff about Hollywood, all that stuff is going to start resurfacing. But at the same time, I am inviting you all to be consciously aware as to what information you're digesting from the news and what information you intuitively feel is more grounded in reality rather than overly exaggerated, okay? Please, 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 I invite you to not just listen to the news. It's okay to listen to it, to get feedback of what's going on, but do not feed into it. Do your own research. Look into it. I even, as crazy as it sounds, I know TikTok is a little bit toxic sometimes, but there are some individuals that if you really resonate with them, and they're not just over here spurting all this stuff and making it more dramatic than it is. There are individuals that truly do give you insightful information that then you can, you know, research on your own. Okay. So now with Saturn transiting Pisces collectively, oh my gosh, spirit has been showing me that the next two and a half years, for those of you who have friends that are like, oh my God, you do tarot cards. That's weird. Or for those of you who study astrology and you're like, whoa, that's devil's work. Or those of you who do healing, oh my God, only God does healing. Look, I get a very high sense that religion is about to be reshaped, okay? And again, this isn't to judge anyone's religion. You have a right to your religion. You have a right to your own faith and your belief. This isn't me imposing judgment in any way. I even invite you to keep pursuing your religion. But what I do feel is that some stuff that in religion that has been misconstrued or rewritten or, you know, misinterpreted is about to get reshaped. So for example, I'm just going to go based off Catholicism because I have a background in Catholicism. I know that in Catholicism, so for example, just for me, right? Like anyone in the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community is committing a sin. Now for me, I feel like that's going to be shifting, whether that is like, for example, the churches acknowledge that, or in general, even your family dynamic that is tied to a religion, I feel like there's going to be catalytic moments where individuals in your life are going to start seeing religion as something that needs to be a little bit more malleable, okay? Instead of thinking that, oh, you know, your son or your daughter or he, they, or they, them are a sin or they're confused. No, instead, I feel like people are going to be, maybe not at first be very accepting, but are going to be more open to spiritual concepts. People are going to start learning about the universal laws. They're going to start learning more about manifestation. They're going to start to be open to learning more about like, you know, interdimensional beings because there is also disclosure that's happening simultaneously. So people are like, okay, what else can I turn to? Because stuff isn't making sense based off my religion. So let's look to how is it something that makes sense for us? All right, now individually, Saturn in Pisces. Again, depending on everyone's chart, it's a different theme for every single one of you. Some of you could be having a hard time learning to let go, okay? Piscean is ruled by the 12th house, which is your subconscious. Some of you are going to be so fixated either on your ego or your beliefs that it's going to be hard for you to let go and allow your subconscious to really come to the forefront and allow you to see what is it you haven't been seeing. What is it that you haven't really ingrained into your soul or integrated over the past, you know, year or two years or even a month, you know, already getting those themes coming up already, right? 
So for some of you having a hard time letting go, uh, probably always wanting to know what's going to happen. For some of you, this could be healing. So healing. So some of you, because 12th house is opposite the sixth house with the sixth house being the house of health, the house of coworkers, the house of organization and structure. So Saturn transits, Saturn returns are not here to scare you. Please, please, let's get out of that mindset that anything Saturn related, oh my God, oh my God, it's scary. Oh my God, it was a shit show. This is why we're having this conversation, right? If you're noticing patterns, if you're noticing stuff that's being difficult, how can you extract yourself from the situation and be like, okay, this is what the universe wants me to integrate now. That way later, I know how to address it with a more consciously aware mindset. Just something to note. Okay, so Saturn in Pisces is also healing. So for some of you, it could develop as minor illnesses or chronic illnesses because 12th house in medical astrology is also chronic illness. So I invite you all to really address your immunity. I invite you all to start getting into some like herbalistic practices because, you know, Western medicine, uh, not saying it can't help us because, of course, Western medicine can be essential. But I also understand, speaking from experience, that Western medicine doesn't necessarily have the cure for everything. It is a money game. I was misdiagnosed multiple times and I spent thousands of dollars and it wasn't until I went to someone that was able to essentially get me some information as to how I can detox, how I can implement you know, a, a new health routine, a new eating regimen, then that will help you heal. And essentially that is what happened, right? So I invite you all to even just kind of get ingrained with some sort of herbalism, look into essential oils, look into... How is it you can heal your body or even your mental state if you, you're someone who deals with overly obsessing over things or brain fog, or it could even sometimes be anxiety or even moments of depression. And again, I'm not saying that anxiety and depression is usually based off what you eat. No, no, no. I, I'm not here to invalidate anyone, but I speak from experience where I did have brain fog and I did get very, very depressed in my life, but I completely shifted the moment I was able to detox. Again, be aware of your health. For some of you, you probably could be getting upset with the divine. You probably could be getting upset with your spirituality. Your spiritual routine probably even goes out of loop in the beginning, okay? You're probably like, oh my God, I haven't been meditating as much or oh, I feel like spirituality isn't even for me anymore because I feel like nothing is changing. You know, you start in the sense like doubting your spirituality or questioning your spirituality. Ooh, another thing that's coming through is Probably you guys noticing that there's certain spiritual, like, quote unquote, gurus or teachers that you've been following that you're like, you know what, I'm no longer in resonance with you because Saturn is trying to get you to be aware of, you know, uh, individuals that are here portraying a different or hidden persona or something that's coming from ego rather than a subconscious channeled soul space. So maybe questioning your spirituality or having a hard time getting, getting back into your spiritual routine. Again, this also rules your dreams. So some of you probably like, having a shift in dreams. What is it you want in dreams? What is it, you know, what are your dreams right now? And maybe they start shifting. Maybe you start questioning your dreams and you're like, am I really going to do this? I don't know. My two-year plan, my three-year plan isn't the same as it used to, or I'm questioning it now because I don't see this picking up, right? I'm having some sort of doubt over it that yes, all these themes could play out, but you, one, as I mentioned, have to be consciously aware as to what the universe is trying to get you to learn. And again, this depends on where Pisces falls in your chart. For me, it is going to fall in my 12th house, where Pisces is supposed to be, where 
Pisces rules over. So for me, it is going to deal with a lot of surrendering, letting go. It's going to deal a lot with chronic illness, which illnesses are already developing, hidden enemies already happening in my life right now already. So I'm being aware and I'm learning to let go as it comes and see, you know, what opportunity is coming from this? How is it I can learn from this rather than be so fixated and ingrained on why it's happening to us or to me? That's kind of the gist for Saturn in Pisces. So be aware, use your intuition, please, around the next two and a half years. I feel like there's going to be major, major shifts. And this, again, happens March 7th. So take note of that, what's happening around that week or even what's happening already. For those of you who are born, I believe 94 through 96, or for those of you who are aware that you have Saturn in Pisces, you're about to go through your Saturn return. So the energy is going to be a little bit more amplified. So those of you who just went through your Saturn return or are about to go through, the moment Saturn is able to get you to learn those lessons or get you to be aware of those patterns or you know, consciously integrate what the universe has been trying to get you to really focus on, the moment Saturn, your Saturn return is over, you actually become a master of that house. So look to wherever Saturn is in your chart. Notice how is it that during that, you know, your 28 through 30-year-old range, life was tough during that time or life was a little bit challenging during that time. And see how is it that now, like say, for example, if you have Saturn in your fifth house, Saturn in the fifth house is someone who probably isn't as creative. Fifth house is ruled by Leo. Creativity, children, inner child, your heart, dating, romance. So maybe growing up, Saturn being in your fifth house, you didn't really know how to give love. Maybe you didn't want to date. Maybe you didn't want children. Maybe you didn't like children. But then once Saturn transited your fifth house and you went through your Saturn return, all of a sudden now, you're a very creative person. You love children. You love to give your all, your heart to your children. Maybe now you're a little bit more more structured or more disciplined with the people that you do date, but you're more open to dating now, you know? So easing into the energies, but Saturn always loves to teach these lessons. So that way you're able to move through it in your soul evolution, okay? And progress and progress and progress. Okay, so that was Saturn and Pisces, y'all. So that's going to last two and a half years and that will go up until 2025. So now let's move on to another, uh, some other minor things, (laughs) and then we'll get into the big one again. Okay. So we have Venus going into Taurus on the 16th of March for everyone in the States. So Venus in Taurus, this is amazing. This is money making moves. Okay. Venus being the planet of love, being the planet of relationships, money, finances, connection, and it being in Taurus, being the sign of abundance, sensual pleasures, material pleasures, material possessions related to Mother Earth as well. So Venus and Taurus, this could develop as some of you guys actually want to maybe even go out hiking a little bit more. You guys are like, you know what? I see beauty in nature and I kind of want to go out hiking a little bit more. I want to go to the beach. I want to, you know, go out into the mountains being more drawn to nature, maybe working with more plants, plant medicine, or you want to get more plants in your space. For others of you, this could develop as like, you're going to be more money focused. You know, you're going to be like, you know what? I want to welcome in more money. I want to focus on abundance now. Abundance being an overall theme for you. You're kind of like, okay, I need to think of ways how I can make more 
money or how I can draw in more abundance. And abundance doesn't necessarily have to be material. It can also be, in a sense, energetic as well. But I will say with Venus and Taurus, Venus and Taurus is love to indulge in the material pleasures. So as a warning, please make sure you're being aware <laughs> that you're not just spending, 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 spending. If there is a shirt, if there is a sweater, if there is a pair of shoes that launch or the, that you come across of and you're like, oh my God, $350. I just got paid yesterday. You know what? Why not? Okay, that's coming from a I want rather than like a heartfelt centered connection, okay? There's the difference, right? If your heart is saying, you know what? I deserve to treat my vessel with a meal today. I don't like eating out much, but I'm going to treat myself today. And that's like a $30 dinner. Dude, treat your body, treat your vessel because you're coming from like a heart-centered space. But if you're coming from a place of, ooh, I want that $350 purse because, you know, I need it or I want it or those shoes. Ooh, it's just a new collection. I want it because they, I don't know when they're going to release it again and da, 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 da. One, that's coming from a place of scarcity. If you're coming from a place of like, ooh, it's limited edition. I don't know when it'll release because you never know that. Are you sure? If it's something about like, oh, I want this purse because it looks nice. Okay. It's always going to be there. Look at your finances. Look if it's something you really, really need. Do you really need it? Did you just buy something similar like this a week ago, two weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, even a year ago? Like, do you really need it though? Focusing on not overspending on the material pleasures, but investing for sure on yourself. And investing could be like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself to a massage. On top of that, you know, I did treat, I have been treating myself lately to more eating out. So eating out for breakfast or lunch or dinner. And yeah, it is a little expensive, but it is food that is nourishing my body. I also know how to supplement my body as well. So making sure you're coming from a heart-centered place rather than just wanting to spend. Let's move on to Mercury is going to be transiting Aries on the 18th of March. Mercury and Aries, first of all, let me just say, Aries energy is very fiery. It's very assertive. It's very dominant. It's very leader-like. Mercury, again, planet of communication, the mental realm your thoughts. It could even rule transportation as well. Oh, and social media. Let's look at some themes. One, I invite you all to please make sure you're aware of how you speak to others. Mercury and Aries can be a little uh, aggressive. It can be a little uh, frustrated. So make sure that you're not coming from a place of yelling at someone or blaming someone or pointing the finger too much because Aries can sometimes let the fire build up too much to the point where the match is lit and it's hard to put it out sometimes. So making sure you're aware of that. If not, making sure that you're not being too hard on yourself either. So don't get angry at yourself. Don't get frustrated with yourself. Don't let those thoughts in your head make you pissed off about everything. Aries energy can also be a little bit impatient. So making sure you're a little bit patient with your mindset, a little patient with how you perceive, how you communicate with others. I'm being called and invited to tell you all, let's be mindful of the aggressive driving, okay? Let's be mindful of the aggressive driving because Aries energy is very impulsive. And actually, Aries energy in the first house leads to accidents. It leads to scarring. So when you are driving, or when you are doing anything related to transportation, please be mindful of your aggression because 
this could in turn turn against you and you could get into a minor or a major accident. You could get someone that likes to follow you to their home because you all of a sudden burst out and you gave them the finger. Regardless, be mindful of your frustration and your aggression. Mercury also relating social media, making sure you're also not imposing your beliefs on others on social media, making sure you're not being aggressive with others that you're messaging with on social media. Aries is also ruled by the first house, which also is actually the conscious mind, the ego as well. So making sure that you're not imposing your ego on others, being aware of that. I will say with Mercury and Aries, the beauty of this is this is when your mindset is going to start shifting into like, all right, I need to step up to the plate. Aries likes to be a leader. So even during this point, your mindset could be shifting into like, all right, what am I going to do right now, bro? Like Aries season is refreshing. It likes to do what it needs to do because it likes to step up to the plate. If you're able to consciously be assertive in a way that's more helpful, rather than very assertive in a very like demanding sense. You're being assertive, but you're also being loving and compassionate rather than like, hey, you need to go do that because you're fucking slacking. You know? Oops, sorry if I cussed. But again, that's Aries energy. Shoo, Aries is love to cuss. I know lots of Aries that love to cuss. Um, so yeah, being a leader in that sense, I feel like for some of you, you're going to be very much like coming up with new offerings. You're going to be noticing new projects as well. Aries energy is new. It's spring. It's like, you want to start new things, but making sure that also you're able to ground them into reality because Aries energy likes to work on many different things and not finish everything to completion. Again, this is not every Aries. This is just an overall theme, but for those Aries placements that you know are able to integrate that Aries energy and finish through with their projects, then that's great. But again, Mercury and Aries can sometimes not finish what they first started. So being aware of that. Then we have Aries season on the 20th of March. <laughs> Aries season coming on the 20th of March. And then actually what I wanted to add is actually on the 21st for everyone in the States, we have the new moon in Aries. Dude, potent. The sun going into Aries on the 20th and then the new moon happening in Aries the following day. This, everyone, let me tell you, this is like epitome absolute new beginnings. What you have been focusing on, what you journaled about at the ending of 2022 and beginning of 2023, what manifestations you've been wanting to ground into reality. This is it, y'all. It's time to really take action on what is it you want to welcome in? What is it you want to be a leader of? What is it that you see yourself leading in? Okay. How is it that you can start taking action on stuff that maybe has been a little bit stagnant in your life? This is beautiful. So new moon in Aries, I invite you all to please use that energy to manifest. Okay? You don't have to, but I invite you all because this is very potent energy. For those of you who just work with uh, visualizations or guided meditations, do it all or do some of it, whichever you feel called to. But this is the time to really call in your manifestations. Okay? Airy season, you're going to start noticing energy pick up. Again, this is the astrological new year. There's going to be new beginnings in parts of our lives, right? Some of us moving away from the dark periods. Some of us moving into new business partnerships. Uh, some of us starting a new business. I remember last Airy season, that's when I launched my clothing line. So again, I'm curious to see what comes through for Airy season again this year. So new friendships, new community, just new everything. So 
I am very much looking forward to Aries season. It's very beautiful. Um, and plus Jupiter is in Aries and Jupiter is the planet of blessings, expansion and abundance. Like this is oh, very juicy energy. Honestly, from that week and moving forward until the ending of Aries season, very beautiful energy. I feel like I am going to actually now talk about Pluto in Aquarius. All right. So Pluto will transit Aquarius on the 22nd. This is going to get a little long, so please <laughs> grab your cacao or just, you know, grab your snacks. <laughs> Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008. Can you believe that? Pluto in Capricorn, dude, Capricorn is also, as I mentioned, structures, it's governments, it's all that encompasses what we know. So now look back to 2008. What has happened since 2008? Okay. Let us take note that this is actually when a lot of individuals started to realize that the government isn't doing what they want to do for us. This is when the conspiracy theorists started to really amp up because Pluto is the planet of destruction. Pluto is the planet of endings, new beginnings, darkness. But with the darkness comes the light and Capricorn is structure, it's government, it's authority figures. So. It plays differently, again, for every single one of you. For me, it's been in my 10th house of career, and Lord knows I have not been able to find a career that I love since I graduated, and it's been hard. It has been freaking hard, and I, I have had difficulty with authority figures. That's usually what's been happening for me, too. But overall theme, what I'm going to be speaking on is Pluto and Aquarius. This is major collective awakening. You thought that everyone right now is awakening? <laughs> Lord, just wait for the next 15 to 20 years because Pluto is about to stay in Aquarius for the next 15, 20 years. And look to your chart and what realms that is, okay? Develops differently for every one of you, but as a collective, this is big. This is collective awakening, okay? So now, the way I'm seeing this pan out is I feel like as Aquarian energy, Aquarian energy relates to technology. It relates to the future. It relates to friendships. It relates to hopes and wishes, etc. Technology is about to amp up. Have you guys been noticing AI starting to really manifest a lot? Everyone doing the Instagram filters a lot. Everyone doing the AI stuff and posting it and all that stuff. Look, I'm not here to judge. You do what you got to do. AI is fun. But something about AI that the collective is going to be like, what the F is happening right now? I'm not sure if you guys have also noticed. Uh, I know back home for like Whole Foods, or I believe it's Amazon connected, you can actually get, I believe, a chip implanted in your wrist or in your hand somewhere in that area. And you can now pay with that. As long as you put your hand under that machine, you can pay. You can pay with that. What in the F? That blew my mind when I saw that. Blew my mind. You can actually have that surgically implanted in you so that way you don't have to pull out your card or your Apple Pay. You can just pay with your hand. Yep, easy. Technology is going to amp up, but the collective is going to be like, what in the world is going on? This, this shouldn't be happening. This is so weird. This is so off. So again, Pluto being there, kind of like destroy, cause disruption because the collective needs to awaken and it's interesting that this is happening as Saturn is about to transit Pisces. So the next two and a half years, we're about to go in for a ride. People are going to start 
quote unquote, in a sense, what I like to say, remembering, remembering their soul, remembering why they came here, remembering that they have the power to co-create, remembering that they have the power to bring in what they want, to do what they want, to do as they please, of course, consciously in their life in regards to whatever realms, dreams, hopes, aspirations that they have. Another thing that I'm noticing also for Pluto and Aquarius is that I feel like for some of us, some fogginess around our hopes and our wishes. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of us that are going to start reshaping ourselves into how we present ourselves in this world. Like this is just an example for some of us or for those of you who take notice, there are some spiritual like gurus out there, right? Teacher that really focuses on manifesting abundance, right? Like they, they do coaching classes on abundance. They, they focus on manifestation techniques. That's their quote unquote niche. But Pluto comes in and is like, either you know you're becoming stagnating and you're like, oh, this feels repetitive. I'm getting bored. Or all of a sudden, you know, people start losing clients. And so individuals start reshaping their business. They start reshaping their, their hopes and their wishes, right? So instead of maybe focusing on only manifesting abundance, all of a sudden you're going to start seeing this individual like teaching about tantra, like tantric practices, or maybe they start getting into tarot or occultism, you know, it's going to be a reshaping in what we thought we wanted into stuff that is meant for us to how we can, you know, show up for the collective. Okay. What I'm seeing from this a lot also as well is that Pluto is going to help us come into our power as to how we can help each other out in this world. Pluto is destruction and Aquarius is collective. Notice everything that's happening around the world. Missile launches, all the stuff that's been happening in like the Middle East, all the stuff that's happening in Syria, like that is destruction collectively. How are we able to see patterns in this so that we can collectively come to help one another? We're seeing destruction in areas where People have never had the pleasure of, you know, a, a new piece of clothing or having clean water. And now on top of that, they're having, you know, all this destruction happening among them. And we're like, wow, we're so blessed that we can wake up to clean water. We're so blessed that we can wake up to even a mirror. I know individuals that don't even have a mirror to wake up to, to see their outfit. Like we are blessed. But now I don't like saying this, but I do feel like there's going to be a major revolution that's about to happen. The last time Pluto was in Aquarius was when the American Revolution happened. So this is what I feel for the next 15, 20 years. There's going to be rebellion amongst the collective because, again, stuff isn't making sense. Stuff is being enforced on us or imposed on us for us to kind of be like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll do this. Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll go with it. Like this whole chip in the hand thing. I bet you everyone that that's kind of getting that right now is kind of like, you know what? It's easy. Why not? But these individuals are just going with what the, the government or the trend is happening. How are we going to be able to move away from the trends, move away from what's being told to us, shared with us, and think for ourselves and collectively come together to, in a sense, rebel against the norm, rebel against what everyone else likes to collectively think, and instead be individualistically ourselves. Aquarian energy is eccentric. They are who they are because they know who they are. They stand true to their beliefs. Every Aquarius placement that I know, they have lots of friends from different backgrounds. Aquarian energy is so beautiful because they don't judge because they know that they themselves are different. And the Aquarian energy knows that they are eccentric in their own and they will do what they want and they will step up, 
for whoever tries to get in the way of their friends, get in the way of the people that they connect with, or get in the way of the collective or humans in general. Usually all Aquarian placements or some like to do something in humanitarian efforts, especially Aquarian suns or Aquarian risings. Love to be of service in some way, shape, or form, whether that is being a lawyer, being a doctor, being a nurse, being a spiritual teacher, anything of the sort. So now, Pluto in Aquarius is going to be a very pivotal moment, pivotal phase in every single one of our lives. And I feel like this is when we are going to really step into the collective power where we can help one another, be there for one another, no longer thinking that technology is going to take over. They are, don't get me wrong, there are going to be technological advances that some of can benefit us, but some we're going to be like, I don't get it. This is ludicrous. This is insane. For some of the collective, they're going to go with it. For the majority, they're going to be like, no, we're not doing this again. And I'm just going to go off this tangent. We had a taste of this through COVID. Saturn transited Aquarius. So we had a taste of collective unity. And so now Pluto is about to be in there for the next 15, 20 years. So that is going to be even more amplified. We just got a taste of it, guys, through COVID. When Pluto transits, you're going to start noticing separation again, but at the same time, noticing groups of people that you never knew or that you never thought were going to come together that are going to start stepping up to the plate and being like, no, we're not going through this again. You like to shut us down. You hit us in our shells. You deprived us of our privileges, of what we have rights for, and we're not doing this again. Protests, all that stuff, like, look, BLM, everything that happened. That was Saturn and Aquarius, guys, two and a half years. Pluto for the next 15, 20 years, it's slow moving though. So don't get me wrong. It's going to be slow and gradual. It's not going to be like, oh my God, we're going to see like, I don't know, a protest already in March. No, this is gradual. Okay. So invitation that I want to give you guys all is we all have friends. We all have loved ones. We love them deeply. You need to make sure that these friends, these people that are around you are there to support you and uplift you regardless of what they believe in and what you believe in. Okay. We came into this world to give unconditional love. Now, if someone has a different opinion than you and you completely don't resonate with them, but yet you guys know that you have so much love for each other, that there is having that love and compassion for each other. You're not all of a sudden going to be like, oh, they're not vegan, so I don't want to be friends with them anymore. What the heck? Are you serious? This person is so compassionate. This person is so loving to everyone around them. They've given so much to the world. And all of a sudden, because they don't align with you being vegan, all of a sudden you're going to drop them out of your life. Are you kidding me? That is conditional love. That there is judgment. Now, I also want to say, do not put up with people that impose stuff on you. The moment you notice people impose their beliefs or what you should be doing, what the government is saying, you should do what they're saying. Look, you have a right to your own free will. You have a right to think the way you think. And the moment anyone oversteps that boundary, you need to step up for yourself. That is what Pluto transiting Aquarius is also going to show you. Aquarius is ruled by friendships and the collective. Friendships are going to fall out. Friendships can become toxic. Okay. Who there is imposing a lot on you? Who there is being a little toxic, being a little narcissistic, being a little dark around you? I'm sorry, you might have history, but you need to, for the sake of your health, let go. 
you need to let go because you as your soul, you need to rebirth. And if you attach yourself to this connection and you aren't able to let it go, how are you allowing them to learn their lessons? How are you allowing them to go on their own journey and learn what they have to learn instead of continuously keeping on and holding on to that connection? Of course, there's ways to go about handling it. Don't just be like, you're a fucking bitch or I'm letting you go. Da, 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 da. No, I invite you guys to first have a conversation. Of course, this depends on the situation because I know some stuff can get very rowdy. But this is even in regards to family members, right? People around you that could be imposing on you their own beliefs. Look, I'm putting my boundaries. You overstep them. I am not putting up with that. I know where I stand. I will be open to listening to what you have to say, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do what you say. And they should be able to reciprocate that back. Friendships, I feel like, will be tested immensely over the next, again, during this Pluto and Aquarius stage. um, Be mindful of the people you surround yourself with. But I also do feel like Pluto and Aquarius is definitely going to drive us to our collective purpose. For those of you who have been always itching to like be like, I want to be of service. I don't know how to be of service. I feel like for the next 15, 20 years, you guys are about to really level up. Some of you are about to level up in a way where like you come up with your own wellness center, your own practice where you welcome in thousands of people. This is going to be major for those of you who have been wanting to very much be of service to the collective. And if you haven't, maybe this is your quote unquote awakening to actually do something for other people, right? For those of us who are aware of the homeless population, for those who you know, are out on the streets, unfortunately, due to circumstances that they've gone through in their lives, I'm feeling like the government is going to do something in regards to the population that don't have a home, that have had a hard time having a home. And it's almost like the collective is going to step up and be like, no, you have no right to take away their rights or to put them there or to do that. And that's already manifested. During COVID, I can speak for myself, in LA, they were moving. The government or the the county were saying, shoo, 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 shoo. Like, what in the world? They were moving people a lot, and they secluded them into this one area. And it, it sucks, dude. It really sucks to see that. And so the moment the government or the higher authorities, whatever, try to overstep those individuals that don't have a home or don't have the same opportunities as us, that'll be some sort of catalyst for us as well. Also, this is an invitation for you all. If you notice someone that is homeless or, you know, is going through a tough time and they ask for something, I just invite you, if you do have anything to offer to them, whether that is physical money or this could just be a conversation with them. These individuals, they are shunned. They are, oh God, I'm getting emotional. They are excluded away from humanity because they lost their home. They lost their family. Their family took them out of their lives or they went bankrupt because of a breakup, whatever it is. This could even be like, even just for example, some of us like to judge and be like, I don't want to give them money because they do drugs. Okay, but you don't know why they got into drugs. Did they get into drugs because all of a sudden they went through a depression because their mother chose to disown them? You don't know the reason why. And that is the gist of this. Please, everyone, the next 15, 20 years is all about humanitarianism, coming together as a collective. So if you notice someone that doesn't have the same privilege as you, and they don't even have to ask if your intuition and your heart is saying, I really want to do something for them. I invite you to just do something for them. Even if it's just, you know, getting on your knees and having a conversation with them. Hey, how are you? Like, how's your day been? 
they don't have the same interaction as most of us do because they've been shunned away from society, right? So please take a moment to just come from a heart-centered space, really be of service in some way, shape, or form. Of course, I'm not saying do it, but if you have the ability to, if you have the space to, I invite you to please do that for them. The moment we have shifts like this, collectively, we all start feeling them. We all start feeling those shifts. So please, what you do does not go unnoticed. What action you take does make a difference. It really, really does. <sighs> okay, now we're ending. <laughs> now we're ending with the last ingress, which is Mars will be transiting into Cancer at the end of the month. So that will be the 24th of March for everyone in the States. So Mars in Cancer. Mars is the planet of aggression. It likes to fight. It's frustration. It's anger. It's sex. Cancer it, energy is nurturing. It's motherly. It's connected to the mother. It is your home. It's your inner world. It's your inner home. It's your emotional state. Okay. So for one, again, this is being drawn towards one Really focus on the emotions that are coming up around this time. Make sure for some of you, you could be getting probably frustrated with your mother or just a motherly energy. So this could be your father. If your father has been more like a mother to you than Sarah or your grandma, really having that conversation with them. This could also be your inner world, right? And Mars being frustration. You could be getting a little bit more frustrated with your inner world, feeling like, oh, like I just... I feel like I'm not where I'm meant to be right now, right? But this could also develop as Mars and Cancer, you taking action on your emotions. Maybe you're someone who suppresses your emotions because you don't know how to feel them through. Maybe you get angry at the emotions you're feeling. But now Mars and Cancer is like, all right, I need you to feel what you're feeling, okay? I need you to feel what you're feeling. Maybe you're one of your emotions being like, uh, you feel like you're separated from, like, let's say a workplace. You feel separated from a community. You feel isolated. And so Mars is there and saying like, okay, take action on this emotion. How are you going to have that conversation with this individual or these individuals or that higher authority or whatever it may be? But again, taking conscious action, not just blurting out, you know, coming from a place of hate or aggression or anger. Okay. For some of you, this cancer is ruled by the fourth house. So this is stability, especially with Aries season and Mars transiting into cancer. You're kind of like, you know what? I want to create that inner world stability, that outer world stability. Some of you may be wanting to like revamp your home, revamp your room. Maybe around this time, you guys are kind of like, I want to be different. Some of you guys may be wanting to move homes. Some of you guys may be settling into a new home or settling in with new roommates, getting ideas to maybe move out, anything in those realms. Okay. Whew. All right. So I'm just going to finish off very quickly. I'm just going to do a quick pick a card. Everyone, just pick a number between one and three, okay? I'm going to pull three cards, and that is going to be your collective message for March, okay? So what is it that you should focus on and or what will be integrated for you within this month, okay? So let's see, one and three. So I'm going to pick a card. I won't say them until the end, so let's see. All right, everyone have their number? So. Let's look at March. Pile one. Your theme slash overall integration is life purpose. Interesting. Okay, so Spirit is showing me that for those of you who have Saturn in Pisces or are an Aquarius rising or a Capricorn rising or a Pisces rising, for most of you, 
this is my pile that is going to start being aware as to how you're going to step up into your purpose. Okay. I feel like this is shifts for you guys. This is in a sense, getting more questioning what your life purpose is, maybe reshaping what you feel like your life purpose was. And now you're feeling moving more into like what it could be Uh, for some of you getting more clarity around your life purpose, around what you want your purpose to be as well. And for others of you, honestly, it could even be like, if you feel like you're in resonance right now with what you're doing in life, you could be already, you know, living your life purpose, whatever that is, it can develop in many ways. Okay. So energetically feel into that life purpose card. I do feel like this is monumental shifts for this pile. Okay. And monumental shifts doesn't just have to be externally. It could also be internal shifts as well. Even the way you think, even the way you approach certain mindsets, uh, habits, mentalities, etc. Okay. Now pile two, overall theme and theme integration. Interesting. Okay. So we have music and this is spirit chords. Okay, so for you, what I'm feeling is that this is actually tied to the the visual that I'm getting is with music. This is how you emotionally connect with your past. Okay, and the reason I'm saying that is when you think of music, when you listen to music, for some reason, we have memories that come up, right? We tie and connect memories with music. You you know, you all have that song that you kind of cry to or that you get very happy with or you're like, hey, I'm going to go, you know twerk a little to the song. You know, you all have that song that you connect some sort of memory or sensation or emotional feeling with. One, this could be very literal. I feel like this month you could be in a sense listening to more music and having more nostalgic memories come up, having more nostalgic connections with your past, connecting it to your present. But if not that, I feel like for some of us, it's really connecting the emotional state that we're in now and blending it with our past and blending it with what we've been through in our past, okay? Some of you probably, you know, remembering what you've been through, remembering what you've gone through, and and it's almost like you're blending those memories with the accomplishments or with the situations you're going through emotionally in the present moment, okay? So very random message. So for those of you who do resonate with music, I feel like being invited to see how is it that music is going to amplify maybe your creativity, how music is going to maybe help you dive deeper into your emotions or what you're feeling into. If you feel like this is going to be a heavy month or this is going to be a month that feels a little, you know, scattered, or maybe you're listening to this now and you feel a little scattered, listen to music. There's something there that spirit wants you to very much focus on that will help you get a little more clarity on. Okay. Pile three, this is your overall theme slash integration. And that is grounding. All right, hematite. So this is your theme. So very literal. Get yourself out in nature. Do stuff out in nature. Go on more hikes. Go to the beach more. Do more grounding practices. Here we have hematite. Work with hematite. Work with black tourmaline. Work with black obsidian. Ground yourself into reality. Don't overthink things. Don't think that everything's happening to you. Let's focus on really rooting ourselves in Gaia at this time, okay? And grounding can look different for all of us. So in whatever way you ground yourself, I feel like this is a state for you to don't overthink it. Yes, you could be, you know, going through a tough time now, complicated situation now, overly thinking, you know, mental state very much overwhelmed, your crown very much opening. But how can you ground yourself right now? How can you really allow yourself to be present with your human vessel 
and be present with the, pre the loving connections that surround you at this time. For some of you, I'm picking up that I feel like you ground yourself by spending more time with your pet. So this could be your dog, your cat. Maybe it's spending more time with your pets as well. So yeah, that is what I have for you guys. Whew, that was a lot. I know. OMG. <laughs> <laughs> Holy motherfucking shit. Dude, I know. That was. Damn, that was a lot. It was. Okay, well, from what I got from that is pretty much stay grounded, stay vigilant, set healthy boundaries, love unconditionally, stay in your lane. And yeah, just, well, the thing is for me, when hearing all of that, like a lot of energetic influences are happening based on what you said. But what I love about you, Brian, is that you always come back with inspiring, empowering words to remind us that we're in a safe haven, regardless of what happens in the outside world, and that there's always lessons and there's always a good side to everything that we experience. So once again, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us and preparing us for what's to come, but also sharing your beautiful energy that I know is inspiring listeners as you've inspired me. So everyone who's listening right now, I can't recommend him enough. You can hear how passionate and thorough he is with all his readings. So if you feel called to working with Brian, I'm going to put his uh, links in the show notes. Please click on it. Please support him because he has been serving with loving energy unconditionally. Such a beautiful role model in self-expression and divinity. And so I just want everyone to get a dose of you, Brian, because you've been so helpful, not just in my life, but I'm sure everyone who follows you. Oh, thank you, my love. And again, grateful to be here for all of you again. Please, if I can just leave this all with uh, some piece of advice for the next month or just in general in life, remember what happens to us in the material world is merely to show us how we can connect back with our soul. I'm going to go on a tangent. I actually lost one of my puppies a week and a half ago, and it was tough. Death is not easy for me. But in a couple of days, once I feel my grief, I am able to be like, you know what? She's with our other puppy now and she's watching over us. And her name was Venus and she actually passed away on Valentine's Day. So I took it as her giving us the gift of love on Valentine's Day. And again, if I wasn't aware of the universe, of symbol, symbolism, of just how protected we are, I would have never come to terms or be at peace with her passing but I am now. So again, you are growing. Your soul is evolving. Be patient with yourself. Be patient with the world. And again, at the same time, don't let no one walk over you, all right? Shoot. <laughs> I love you guys. <laughs> and again, thank you, Mary, for having me.